0: This is always a debate in the ERP community how much you should be focusing on macro view versus micro. The macro view is overall the state of the company, the vendor. The micro view is the individual product system, system strategy. So in this video, we have covered the micro view, the top 10 ERP systems. These are the individual product.
1: Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing.
0: My name is Sam Gupcha. I am principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. We help our clients with digital transformation strategy, enterprise technology selection, change management, as well as implementation. On that note, let's go back to today's topic, which is going to be your top 10 ERP systems in 2024. Just to be clear, this list is of the individual systems and not of the companies or the vendors. Sometimes if there is going to be a massive vendor and if they are going to have very fragmented portfolio, they might not rank on this list because we are looking at the product. So this list is going to behave very differently from your macro view. Now, we had published this list in 2023 as well. There are some massive changes overall in terms of the product. So a couple of notable changes are number one, Sage X3 and Sage Intact are out in this list. Now, there's nothing fundamentally wrong about these products as such. They are still very good products to consider if they are going to be fit for your market segment as well as size. It's just that they have not seen as much development, as much momentum compared to other products on this list. And that's why they don't rank as well for this year's list. Now, the systems that are in our Microsoft Dynamics Business Central as well as Odoo, which were not part of our list last year. So the criteria that we look at for this list is going to be the product share. Again, we are not looking at the vendor share. This is the product share. How well the product is doing, and we are looking at that, and based on that we are deciding whether a product itself has attention in the vendor's portfolio or not. Then we look at the acquisition strategy, whether the acquisition strategy that the vendor has, is it aligned to a specific product or is it aligned from the corporate perspective? In this particular case, the only thing we are looking at is the product. Also, where does the product rank in the vendor's priority? So even if they have acquired, let's say, an AI technology, when is this particular product going to get the attention in their portfolio? Typically, vendors go by the priority from their R&D investment perspective. Obviously, the flagship products are going to receive far more attention than the other products that may not have as much market share or broader application. So we look at all of those factors. We look at product roadmap. This is very specific roadmap related to this particular product community, ecosystem, win rate of this particular product technology strategy as well as investors. So these are some of the factors that we look at in coming up with this list. So now let's look at the list. Number 10 on our list is Odoo and last year at number 10, we had Sage Intact. Now we are slightly more bullish on Odoo and the reason for that is because even though Odoo may not have as deep enterprise accounting as well as financial functionality, which your Sage Intact is going to have, but Odoo probably has broader application for deeper operational functionality. Overall, from the ERP perspective, you can do far richer scenarios, especially if the companies are going to be private equity companies or the holding companies that are going to consolidate or streamline very fragmented portfolios. So for example, let's say if you have a holding company or the private equity company, and their target market is really that 2 million EBITDA, maybe $5 million to roughly $50 million in revenue, in those segments, Odoo could be a great fit in streamlining your entire portfolio on one solution, and it might be a fit for many different market verticals. Also, some of the systems that we have on the list might not be applicable in every geography. A lot of these products are dominant in North America, UK, Australia, but that does not mean that other countries are going to have access to these products. So Odoo has broader application across the geographies, uh, across the business model transactions. That's why we are slightly more bullish on Odoo this year. The other things that are worth noting, at least for this year, related to Odoo is great momentum overall. They are not showing any Signs of slowing down, their community is growing. So that's number 10. Now, number nine on our list is Acumatica, which is very similar to your last year. Overall, from Acumatica's perspective, we have not seen major changes they have done some modifications overall from the usability perspective which is a great sign but their market penetration is very similar yes they are winning in the similar uh, target segment their positioning is in that distribution construction some of the light manufacturing verticals yes they have enriched their functionality for these verticals they are still a very good fit product overall in verticals where you are going to have many different business models for distribution, construction, manufacturing, sometimes the specialized products might struggle for these diversified companies. This is also going to be a challenge for private equity. For example, let's say if you are trying to streamline your portfolio, you have a little bit of distribution exposure, construction exposure. Sometimes the best of breed products such as your Infor, Apricor, might struggle in those spaces in having those on one platform across your portfolio companies. So Acumatica is still a great fit, especially for North America, UK-centric companies. They don't have as global exposure as your netsuite odoo but they are still operationally far richer compared to your odoo their data model is far richer so they are still a very good solution for these companies and that's why they rank at number nine on our list now number eight on our list is ifs we have downgraded ifs a little bit this year just because of their narrow focus they don't have as broader application overall as compared to some of the other products and again that should not be a factor in evaluating any of these products but that does reduce their market share as well as applicability overall which could be a plus let's say if you're looking for best of breed functionality so again there is nothing fundamentally wrong about the product or a vendor but the only reason why they don't rank as high is because they have narrower focus with respect to their target market so ifs may not be the best fit for diversified companies holding companies as well as private equity just because they are not going to have as richer operational functionality they have very narrow focus so for example let's say if you are looking at overlap of construction and manufacturing and you are very deep into manufacturing then ifs may not be the best fit unless you are using them as just the financial layer gl layer then it's a different case then you can still manage with them but for the most part it's not going to have as broad application as some of the other erp systems on this list but they are still a very strong system uh, and that's why they rank at number eight on our list now number seven on our list is Epicor Kinetic and Apicor Kinetic has seen strong momentum overall and they have jumped in ranking for this year. The primary reason is uh, the technology innovation. I think their technology strategy is very streamlined, the way the speed at which they are able to innovate. Their product portfolio is very impressive. They were late uh, in the game just because of the private equity misalignment. They had exchanged a lot of hands in the past, but now the newer private equity company is definitely focused in the long-term innovation and long-term experience, and they are making all the right changes to win the larger logos so we are very bullish on apicore at this point of time so with respect to apicore kinetic some of the acquisitions that they have made whether you talk about the uh, last mile field service fpna all of these are going to fill the gaps uh, and they are going to be comparable uh, to many other vendors in the market, such as your Infor CSI or Infor LN to some extent. Obviously, Infor LN is a slightly bigger product compared to Apicor Kinetic, but even Apicor Kinetic has very strong functionality for large companies. They might not be as robust, at least as of today, from the field service perspective until they have some installations after the integration that they are going to do, and we are going to see how the experience is going to be. As of today, the Kinetic experience might also have some challenges just because it has not been installed as many times or it has not been proven as many times but they are heading in the right direction and that's why it ranks at number seven on our list now number six on our list is in four cloud suite LN and uh, m3 Just to be clear, this is very consistent with our 2023 list. These are two completely separate products, even though they are going to look very similar. Underneath, underlying ERP products are very different, even though the overarching wrapper is very similar, which is going to be your Info OS, which combines three or four different layers, which is going to be your, the enterprise social media platform, documentation management, as well as the iOS layer that they have. So that is being reutilized across the product category, but the way the suite are bundled, they are almost like a kit combining many different products. So LN and M3 are very, 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 very different products underneath, but they have completely separate market exposure. So they can be, considered as very similar product. And that's why we bucket them under the similar category on our list. So they are still great option, great alternative for companies that don't have as much budget overall from the IT maturity perspective that can uh, implement the last mile functionality on top of your vanilla platform, such as your Oracle SAP, which could be very, very, very expensive uh, implementation uh, from the consulting perspective. So you can save a lot of money with Infor, Cloud Suite, LN, M3, but at the same time, obviously, they are going to be limited in their applicability just because of their industry exposure. So the places where LN and M3 are going to really shine is going to be either if your company is very, very, very focused on the industries where Infor, LN, and M3 are strong, then they could be a great options there or you have your private equity aligned to just those verticals where Infor is really strong, that could be a great place for Infor or in the subsidiary scenario where you are using Infor as the best of breed solution and then using Oracle SAP at the corporate level, that's when Infor Cloud Suite and M3 could be a great fit. Overall, there are no changes from the last year because we have not seen any significant momentum with these products as such, their community ecosystem is very limited even as of today having said that they are still very strong solution to consider in 2024 and that's why they rank at number six number five on our list is microsoft dynamics 365 business central and this is the new entrant for this year last year they did not rank on our list just because primarily they were leaner, even today they are leaner in the capabilities, but we are seeing scenarios where private equity companies as well as the holding companies They love Microsoft Dynamics Business Central because it helps them streamline the processes across their holding companies. It is going to provide the agility that they look for if they need to do some quick changes in their business model, need to spin off, you know, some entities integrate with the other companies in their portfolio. They can do this very quickly if all of their companies are going to be on the similar solution. Now that also poses a little bit of challenge overall because you are not going to have as proven operational capabilities that you are going to find with some of the other solutions, but that could be manageable as long as you are betting these solutions as long as you are hiring somebody who really knows what they are doing in vetting the add-ons, uh, you know, that are going to sit uh, on top of Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central. So that's where the consulting as well as the advisory becomes slightly more important for these products. But overall, this is great product to consider. And that's why they rank at number five on our list. <laughs> on our list is SAP S4 HANA. SAP S4 HANA is still one of the best options for the enterprises. You are going to have very few options that can handle that kind of transaction volume, the best of breed integration that these companies typically require. So SAP S4 HANA is still a very good option for the enterprise companies. The SAP S4 HANA is still very strong for the transaction volume. When you look at these massive workloads of MRP, that's where SAP S4 HANA really shines for the product centric companies where they are going to have very tight processes, inventory, supply chain, procurement, that they cannot afford to decouple because if they did that, then their scheduling is not going to work. The allocation is not going to work. Now that might not be applicable in some of the other industries. Professional services, yes, you require integration, but it's not as critical as your manufacturing, uh, distribution, industrial distribution, etc. Retail, you don't require that because the cost of the product is not as high. So that's why you don't require the tight integration of the processes. And some of these capabilities might reside inside your OMS, WMS, et cetera. But for the most part, when you look at the industries where you require far deeper alignment of your processes, that's where you would require the enterprise workload of SAP S4HANA. And that's where it is still... Uh, Science. The challenge with SAP s HANA at this point of time is their cloud capabilities are not as mature as their competitors and they don't really have much of an option for the mid-market companies but they are still a very strong solution uh, and that's why they rank at number four on our list for this year. Number three on our list is Oracle ERP Cloud. Oracle ERP Cloud is ideal for enterprises seeking to consolidate their global diversified entities on one solution, especially in the service-centric verticals. And service-centric verticals are not going to require as tight inventory processes, as tight MRP processes. Yes, they need the project costing as well. Obviously, that's why it's, it's very, very, very important to understand which micro vertical you are part of and how much do you need that enterprise scheduling, that MRP inventory supply chain, how much do you care for that and that typically dictates whether you want to host any processes inside ERP or not for the most part oracle is going to be strong in the enterprises very similar a target market but slightly different micro verticals and that is going to be your banking finance they have far richer capabilities for these uh, verticals and then construction oil and gas etc that's where oracle is going to be really really strong as such there are no changes in the ranking for Oracle ERP Cloud, we are super bullish and that's why they rank number three on our list. Number two on our list is Microsoft Dynamics 365 f and This is going to be a right balance for companies that might require a system that has very deep operational capabilities, but also has the global footprint. And sometimes it could be a great solution for private equity companies because it has the best of everything. That is going to be your cloud exposure, cloud native exposure. It is going to have the right globalization that you are going to require. For your global exposure, it's also going to have operational capabilities for many, 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 many different business models and transactions, and that's what makes Microsoft Dynamics 365 FNO product very, very, very strong. Now, the challenges that you are going to have with Microsoft 365 FNO, it does not have the same best-of-breed capabilities as you are going to have with SAP S4 HANA. But then their ecosystem is very strong, so you can get a lot more capabilities from the marketplace but again if it is going to be part of their portfolio they are going to be slightly better integrated because they are going through slightly tighter scrutiny when they are going to have these internal processes as compared to acquiring a product from another vendor because now you are dealing with two different legal entities different vendors two different contracts so you are going to have challenges with that but we have seen scenarios where even the internal groups compete with each other so sometimes there could be a challenging as well so you need to look at all of those factors but still microsoft dynamics 365 fno is still a great product to consider and that's why they rank uh, at number two on now number one on our list is netsuite And NetSuite is still number one. And the only reason why NetSuite is number one is because it has far broader application. And we have seen holding companies, private equity companies, specifically requesting NetSuite. And the reason for that is because they can streamline their portfolio. They don't have to deal with 50 different skill set or 50 different ERP systems. So from their perspective, it makes their life much easier. And that's why they invest in NetSuite. Even though operationally, the product might not be as strong, as some of the other products on this list but when you are dealing with 50 different companies in your portfolio netsuite could be a great option the other strength that netsuite has overall from the broader application perspective is the globalization in some of the patches where some of these products might not even be relevant netsuite is localized in over 100 countries so obviously that makes it a very very global option especially when you are dealing with very fragmented entities let's say you have a couple of million dollar revenue in let's say 20 30 different countries for that natural it could be a great option and natural has been proven with a lot of upper mid market segment as well even though they might be used as just the financial reporting layer just from the corporate reconciliation or corporate reporting perspective but has been used So that's a great validation that, you know, NetSuite is probably in the similar market as some of the other larger solution. So just because of the broader application of NetSuite, they rank much higher uh, on this list. And that's why they are number one for this year. So that's it for this video. If you enjoyed, this video we are going to include the detailed article that is going to have far deeper intel on these erp systems so you might want to check that we are going to link in the description also if you have not subscribed to our youtube channel you might want to do that also if you have not checked our digital transformation report for 2024 we are going to include the link in the description also if you prefer this podcast in the audio form we publish this on Google, Spotify, as well as Apple. So head there and subscribe if you like. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you. Thank
1: you for listening to another episode of the WBS podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.